Hello, you are listening to the Black Country Ramble. I, a West Bromwich Albion fan, Kiz, am joined as ever, rather unusually, by a Wolverhampton Wanderers fan. JB, how are you? Not bad, mate. Good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Monday. So, as well as it can be on a Monday, to be honest, mate. But uh, yeah, I feel like we've got a, a lot of content to get through tonight. For sure, mate. It was a busy weekend and, and there's a busy sort of six, seven days coming up. So, Massively I feel like so, there's, there's yeah. a, one of my favourite phrases I often drop. There is plenty of meat on the bone tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, to dig it is, it is Monday, but only five more Mondays till pubs. So well, yeah, hopefully, mate. Side. Let's just let's just yeah. hope these uh, random variants don't start getting in the way yeah. of uh, the old roadmap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, yeah. mate. Five more Mondays. Let's there. hope so. So um, we have been enjoying our trivia, and I've been getting some messages from people who are playing along, really, really enjoying it. Um, the first week you answered correctly. Um, yep. Then you gave me a four-parter last week, which I got three yeah, off, yeah. or two and a half. Off. You did. Bit tough. Um, However, it is my turn this week to propose a trivia question to you and to the listener. Now, for some people, they're going to hear this and get it. Some people will spend the entire pod and not get it. Um, and some people maybe wouldn't get it in a month of Sundays. However, there is a manager who has managed Damien Duff, Roberto Baggio and UC Askelainen. Who is it? Okay, so I'm going to give you, JB, and I'm going to give the listener the entire podcast. There's a manager who's managed Damien Duff, Roberto Baggio, and UC Askelainen. Ponder on that, JB. And while that stews in your brain, um, let's review some games. So there was um, a bit of controversy in the Albion game, shall we say, which we will get onto. However, I would like to point out that the performances have improved so much that it it doesn't feel hopeless anymore. Um, are we going to stay up? Probably not. Let's be serious. We probably aren't. However, since OK Yukushlu, uh, Maitland-Niles and uh, Dianya started playing for the team together, we are unbeaten in those games. We've conceded one goal in three football matches, and that was an absolutely world-class strike from uh, Bruno Fernandes. So there is cause for hope. Also, in the season we stayed up, the Great Escape season, um, we didn't have this many wins at that point. We have more wins now than we had in our Great Escape season. And it is these kind of things that really make you just cling on to that last little bit of hope. And then... Well, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was in my Spotify playlist earlier. <laughs> um, I thought you'd like that one. Um, Cheers, mate. Yeah, so are we going to stay up? Probably not. Am I coming on the podcast thinking we're finished anymore? I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. We have something to play for this season, and it's not just a case of seeing the games out anymore. Um, two, Three games unbeaten, two games against teams in and around us where we've been... Uh, well, one of them, we were the far better side and did get the points. One of them, we came up against a side who cannot finish the chances. Uh, really, really should have conceded some goals in that game, but didn't. And it is cause for hope. Um, JB, what did you make of it? And what do you make of the fact that all of a sudden we may have something to play for? Is that nonsense to you or do you do you see us putting up a fight? No, listen, listen, I touched on it last week and I said, you know, it was always going to take a little bit of time for, for, for Sam to come in and sort of have that sort of period of of, um, of time on the training ground, implement his ideas, maybe get a couple of bodies in. Um, and he's done that. And, and and fair play, you know, because the last couple of weeks, you look, as you say, you, you were beaten in three. The way you've played has been completely different. Yeah. Um, you look a lot more solid. You look a lot more dangerous. You know, you, you, you look far more balanced. Like I said, I touched on it last week and said the boys that you've brought in, have come in and have made a difference. That's all that Big Sam could have wanted and that, that yeah, as fans you could have wanted yeah. for these players to come in and make a difference because they have. Yeah. They haven't came in and sat on the bench. They haven't came in and, and started for no reason, not really, and been passengers and yeah. things like that. They've come in and made a difference. Yes, massively, and yeah. listen, it's still a massive uphill task. It's oh, still absolutely. a massive, massive task. Yeah. Of course it is. But if I was, if Wolves were in Albion's shoes 
and we'd have had the results that you'd have had the last couple of weeks, would I be sort of like thinking, hang on a second, damn right I will be. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm 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 saying you're gonna stay up. Listen, no, stranger yeah. things have happened, and I've consistently if you go back through all the pods, that's the one thing I've always said, listen, stranger things have happened. And all it takes is a couple of runs to come together. The teams below you looking over their shoulders, going, shit, these boys are charging here. And things happen, you know, yeah. and 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 you know, listen, you've got the win on Sunday. We talk about luck and swings and roundabouts and you know, things even themselves out or what have you. We we touched on the, we obviously spoke about the Burnley game of the week and how Hayden come away with 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 a win in that game, yeah. uh, based on the chances that you had and things like that. You literally flipped the coin this week, absolutely, and, yeah. absolutely. And, and you've come out of a game where two missed penalties, one of the yeah. most atrocious VAR calls you're ever going to see, yeah. complete whatever. But you've come out with the three points, and in the end, me and you were messaging about it on on the weekend, and that's why I was trying to just just wrap it up. So I can say, look. We could, we, let's dissect this, talk about it, of course, but you've got the three points. That is all that yeah. matters. By hook or by crook, you've got the three points and it gives you some hope to cling on for. You know, it does. I mean, I said to you, didn't I, on that message that I sent to you, I said, listen, that three points, how lucky those three points were, you now go into two, in my opinion, very winnable games, yeah. very winnable games. If you'd have come out of the back, if you'd have lost that three-one, if the Dunk Garden had stood, stood and they'd scored the three, the, the two penalties, all of a sudden your mindset and complexion is completely different. But you come out of it with a three points. You think Crosby might have rolled our luck. We've rolled our luck here. Is that is that a turning point for us? Are we going to get like a, the, yeah. with the greed? And you've got two games, in my opinion, that are very, very winnable for the Albion. Um, and yeah, it, it, you know, it, it gives you cause for optimism. Of course, it does. Um, Yes, yeah, so no, I don't think you're being nonsensical. Or I don't think you're sort of being the eternal. Of course, listen, you look at this, the league table on paper, of yeah. course, you go, Christ, it's still massive, massive task. But of course, you know what? Yeah. About repeating myself and what you've just said, you know, I'm beating in three. The dynamics of the team have changed. You're looking far more solid. You've kept two clean sheets. Um, as you say, the only guy you considered in, in uh, 270 minutes of football is the Bruno Fernandes, Fernandes yeah. volley. Um you know, you know, is it five the, points? There's, three there's been that? an improvement. Yeah, yeah five points course, in the three I, games. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And you only have to look at where wolves, wolves were a couple of weeks back. You know, when we were talking, you know, and we were saying, look, yeah, we wolves were, were looking we're, over we're, the shoulders. We're, we weren't we're saying probably, they were going to be relegated. We're not in a relegation, but, but we're looking no. at in a real. And all of a sudden, we we got that really lucky win against Arsenal and, and the red cards and all yes, that sort yeah, of stuff. Good point. Yeah, and that sort of just 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 just. Swivel the axis a little bit for us, and he got hang on a second. We got that little bit of luck, and we move forward. And yeah. again, we'll obviously touch on wolves in a bit. I, I still, I still think there's we're not we're not there at all. Even though we are unbeaten in five, and it looks you know it looks like we had a fantastic February. Yeah. yeah, we have, but you know, let's not talk about wolves for a second. But yeah, listen, yeah. I'm sort of blabbing a little bit. It, it, it's cause for optimism. You look more solid. For sure. You yeah. look a bit. You look quite dangerous going forward. The boys have come in and made a difference. And as I say, potentially you've got two winnable games this week. We could be doing this pod this time next week. And with three points from safety. Have, absolutely. That yeah. is a real possibility. Will it happen? Who knows? But absolutely. Yeah, listen, knows, we're not yeah. we're not sitting, we're not sitting, we're not sitting here talking like you've just got tacked by Brighton and fallen one last night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and we, you know, and thing, and and we thing, survived with thing. 10 men against Burnley as well. And yeah, yeah. It, it's these things, these catalysts, this bit of luck, that if they'd come earlier in the season, we really, really could have got a run together. Yeah, the, yeah. The problem is, you have, you have, you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times there, you have to put a run together. This has to turn into that run for us now. That we've got yeah, no more chances. We, we, we can't lose next week and then try and go again in a few weeks. We have yeah, to ride sure. this wave until we are within touching distance and then go again yeah. for the last eight or nine games of the season. Sam Allardyce yeah. said something a couple of weeks ago, which we've spoken about. Eight clean sheets from 13 games was what he said. Um, originally, that would have been nine clean sheets from 14 games because we spoke about that after the Burnley game. Well, he kept a clean sheet against Burnley. They kept a clean sheet against Brighton. And all of a sudden, from nine in 14, we only need seven in 13. Um, and the points come when you get clean sheets. Obviously, you're going to get a minimum of a point. But the points start to come and... You can sort of see, whether he does it or not, you can see why teams plump for Sam Allardyce in this situation. He is good at what he does. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And as I say, mate, you know, and again, just going back to what we, we spoke about on, on, when we were messaging Saturday night, um, I remember messaging, I can't remember if it was you or Esso, 
you'll, I can't remember when Wolves played Brighton pre-Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yes, we came out of that game three three all, but we were we were we were three one up at half time, and we literally terrible, did not get yeah. out second gear. And I thought, yeah. and I thought Bright, and I remember it was either you or so might have been both. You can't remember number saying you messaged me if Brighton yeah. don't go down, it will be an absolute miracle because they were appalling. Um, yeah. And I still think they could get dragged into it. You know, you, you know, potentially. Mate, they've lost the last three, I think, after going and beating in five. They're in Exactly, trouble. you know, and, and yeah, they might go on, you know, and, and any other given day, we would have won that game at the yeah. weekend, you know, yeah. to miss penalties, the BAR thing, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, that, that doesn't matter. They didn't score the penalties, you know, they didn't get the, sorry, yeah. excuse me, didn't get the, no, the, the sure. points, et cetera. So, yeah, listen, it, it's got that little, listen, we were sitting here probably two, three weeks ago and, you were as dead as a dodo kind of thing. And we were really clutching at straws trying Uh, to uh, uh, to put an argument together, yeah. A couple of weeks later, listen, that gap's closed by, what, three, four points along those lines? Well, Newcastle, obviously against Wolves, they got a point, so it's not closed by three, but we closed by two at the weekend and we got a point the weekend before. So, you know, if the the weekends keep ticking along like that way, you pick up a couple of points in there and the other team's faltering. Obviously, you've got Newcastle on the weekend, which I know we're going to touch on it later on in the pod. Yeah. You know, things can change. Like I said, just stranger things have happened. You know, if I was, if you said to me, JB, he's a tenner. You've got to put a tenner on the album staying up, ten on the album going down. The odds are the same for argument's sake, based on the league positions. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably stick it on, on you going down, probably. Of course, it's still yeah. a massive task. But listen, you've you've got a chance. Listen, Sheffield United have got a chance if they win the next four. Obviously, not going to. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just saying stranger yeah. things have happened. Well, and, it's an interesting you know, comparison because they won their two games a few weeks ago, two out of the out yeah. of three games, and they didn't put a run together. And now they're gone. Absolutely. Now they're condemned. Absolutely. They will not make that. Yeah. Gap and it's yeah. the same, you know. If, if you lose to Everton and Newcastle, yes. You know, Absolutely, for me, JB. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know. But then if suddenly if you, I don't know, beat Everton, get a point because I. Because Newcastle will obviously be revved up for that game, as you yeah. will be, sort of thing. You know, if you manage to beat a very winnable Everton side, by the way, you know, Interesting I know you think that, that. I mean, we'll get onto it I, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've listened. We'll, we'll get onto it. I've, I'm, I've not been massively convinced by Everton this season. I've, I've not. Um, even when we played them at Molyneux, they come away with the three points, and I thought, mm, I don't know how they've done that. Um, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think the way Albion are now going to be pumped up. They've got a chance, but I know I'm, I'm pushing ahead with, with the second section of the no, pod. No. I'm going to touch on later. No but no, listen, all, it was a good, good result for Albion. Yes, they rode their luck. Yes, the VAR call. Yes, the penalties, etc., etc. But you got the three points, and it gives you a form of optimism to to go into, as I say, two winnable games for me. Yeah, I just want to talk on the big incident in the game. So quick yes. one down off yeah. of the play. If anyone didn't see it, maybe Wolves fans are listening and they didn't catch it, but I imagine most people did see what happened. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Albion start well, get an early goal. We've been doing this a lot recently. Uh, we did it against Wolves, did it against Man United. It, you know, it, we're starting fast. That's good. Something to build on. But then we sort of regress. We always start yeah. well, get we get this goal. We've done it three times and then regress and we let the, ne- the yeah, team yeah. score the next goal. Um and it sort of looked like that was going to happen. They had a penalty, which y- y- you have to give a penalty for that. Okay, Yakushler has got his arm up in the air, trying to hold the attacker. He's been caught wrong side of his man. Yes, he's not meant to handle it. It's a ridiculous passage of play for that to hit his hand. You cannot have your hand up eight feet in the air and expect not to be given away a penalty. That's a penalty. Then the big talking point. So yeah. Lewis Dunk has this free kick. Sam Johnston clearly isn't ready. Uh, and Lewis Dunk turns to the referee and says, can I take the free kick? Can I take this? And the ref says, yep, blows his whistle. Yep. And in that moment, in the two seconds, he notices Sam Johnston isn't ready. So as Lewis Dunk kicks the ball, he blows his whistle again. So letter of the law, the, the goal has been disallowed because the whistle was blown twice. How we got to that conclusion was utter chaos. Firstly, there is nothing in the rules of the game which says that the attacker, sorry, that the attacking team or the referee must wait until the defensive team is ready in a free kick. That is not a rule. However, you know yourself, JB, when you've played football, whenever you watch football, the referee will wait. I actually spoke to a friend of mine who has refereed um, at a very good level, and he says, 
although it's not in the rules, every seminar, every course you've ever been to, they will always say referees should wait. Now that isn't in the rules. So Lee Mason is not wrong to have blown the whistle there. He's not in the wrong. Lewis Dunk is not in the wrong. The only person who you could say is in the wrong is technically Sam Johnston. But even then, what's Sam Johnston supposed to do if not line his wall up on, on standing on the post? That's what every goalkeeper in the league does. Now, because you are supposed to wait, you are advised to wait for the defensive team as a referee. Lee Mason panics and Lee Mason blows again. So he rules the goal out instantly. He says, no, 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 I blew twice. The goal doesn't stand. The Brighton player said, well, you blew. You said we could take the free kick. And he says, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, goal, goal. The West Brom players crowd around him and say, no, you've blown the whistle twice. You can't give that goal. We weren't ready. Why have you blown the whistle? And let alone blown it twice. So he disallows the goal after some VAR conversation. And this is one of the few instances where VAR is obviously, if VAR actually gets the right decision, VAR has got the right decision. The problem is not VAR. The problem is Lee Mason, which brings us back to a lovely point two months ago. The FA owe Nuno Espirito Santo a refund of 25 grand. What is competence? It's shocking, mate. Listen, for me, we, we can do, you can dissect it as much as you want because obviously, for me, the goal, the goal has it's to stand. For me. It's yeah, absolute. As soon as the he blows his whistle, JB, the goal has to stand. You, can't, agreed, you cannot agreed. change your mind. Agreed. And, yeah. And and the, I take your point about the Sam Johnson thing. For me, if you watch when a free kick is given, it's exactly the same amount of time for an attacking team to set up their attacking free kick as it is for a defending team to, to line up their wall. That's a great now, goal point, kick, yeah. Now, goalkeepers notoriously, when it comes to goal kicks, when it comes to penalties, when it, they are notoriously game players for delay tactics. Of course, that's in their mm. game. That's how they're taught to do. Interesting, yeah. I'm not saying that Sam Johnson is dead, but they, they will take their time on free kicks to get their inch-perfect wall. But from the moment that whistle is blue, it's exactly the same for the attacking team and the defensive team. The defensive team will have worked on set pieces all week and they will have had scenarios where the ball is laid across the 18-yard box in different areas and they will know where to stand. They will have faced a free kick in that position, whether it be in training or a game. These are professional players that have played for years, right? Obviously, Sam Johnson's doing his wall by the post as every goalkeeper in the land does, absolutely. But it's exactly the same time frame for those three or four Brighton players around the ball to go, right, who's taking it? Is it Lewis Dunk? Is it Neil Maupai? Yeah. Is it whoever? Yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's exactly the same. And Brighton players have got in the position quickly. They've gone, Lewis Dunk's having this. Ref, can I take it? Yes, you can. Bang, goal. Yeah. And I, we've seen we've seen many, 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 many goals given where the keeper ain't ready. The, the attacking team have lined up quicker than the defensive team. Why should the, why should the defensive team get yeah, more time than the attacking team? Yeah, hang That's on, my though. argument. Hang on. Yeah, no, I get that, but... That we've seen many, 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 many goals. It isn't true. We've seen the odd goal and they stick in your mind. I'd like to say, like, it's happened once in the Champions League. I remember it happened in the Premier League. Lewis Dunk's done it before. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but the, when it happens, everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, of course you're allowed to take a free kick. So it stays in your mind. Uh, it doesn't yeah. happen that often. It might happen once or twice well, a ma- season. Well, maybe not. Okay, okay. What I'm trying to say is I've seen it happen before. Yes, that's yeah, absolutely. That's it does happen, yeah. And, and and for me, the referee has said to Lewis Dunk, yes, take it. You yeah, suddenly can't look up and go, oh, yeah. actually, the keeper ain't ready. No, you can't. Yeah, it's, it's rubbish, mate. And listen, it's not Albion's fault. It's not Brighton's no, fault. No, not at it's all. It's Lee Mason's fault. And as yeah. I say, there's, there's loads of jokes going around. You've touched on it and what have you. I know, yeah. Nuno came out against Brighton last year. And I still think it was quite a polite interview, to be honest with you. He was just the basically one where he got saying 25 this. 25 grand fine, yeah. 25 grand, where he yeah. just said, this man is not fit to referee Premier League. He didn't, he didn't go on TV and go, he's shit, he's rubbish. He, t- he's he this, said he needed that. to improve, didn't he? And, he and I think that's improve. a nice way of putting it, yeah. Absolutely. And he was absolutely spot on. Yeah, and he was. It's like, and obviously there was, a, you know, I love the Lewis Donkey interview that came out. I loved it. And, Me and too. It was Me just, too. As an Albion fan, about, I think he's in the right. Yeah. yeah, it was brilliant, and it was just and, and the zero accountability. These refs, and I mean, how many every week kids don't we talk true, about mate, the referees? Yeah. True. You know about the standard of them, about the fact that VAR is just exemplifying um, how poor they are. Yeah. And obviously, Lee Mason has been withdrew from being the fourth official tomorrow for injury reasons. Oh, I know. I saw uh, that. Yeah. In inverted commas for, for, for that, the yeah. uh, for the purpose of the listeners. But Nonsense. listen, it was just it was poor and is it Pogma? Is it Pogma who's the referee? Is it Pogma, the, the referee association? No, I'm getting is that PGMOL. 
PGML, yeah. Um, they've got they have got some soul searching to do this summer mm. because something has got to change. Again, I was I can't remember it was a URS at the weekend. I was messaging and I said the the biggest I think it was SO I was messaging this too. We were talking about the referee. The biggest mistake that the, the biggest mistakes that the the English Referee Association have made is appointing leaders like Mike Riley, you know, cosy club referees where they're Graham all pals. Were Graham Paul people mm-hmm. like that. The worst thing they did was let our best referee go to Saudi Arabia, the best yeah. referee we've had in years, Plattenberg, because he held the Premier League together with his referee. Yeah, yes, he was annoying. Good. Yeah, when I worked at Wolves, but he did. Wave, where, where, <laughs> you know, it, I, I would often catch him in the tunnel doing his air and stuff like that before the game and things <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? He was the best referee that we had. And the other thing is as well, mate, the standard of referee in other European countries is far superior to us. And what we should have done is gone and recruited and listen, the FA are the richest sporting organisation yeah. in the world. We are, they are the richest sport. They can pay what they want. They should have gone and recruited the, the top referees around Europe and brought them into the Premier League yeah. because it's, our officiating mate doesn't happen, is poor. to be honest. Very well, the, the, clo- the closest comparison I can bring is, and I haven't got his name to hand, I'm on my phone doing these the, uh, podcasts and I went, Kieran, you've got the laptop, you yeah. might be able to to knock it up quickly than me. But the EFL recruited the top referee from the Australian A-League. his name might be um, Keith his name's David. Jared or something. Jared. Uh, Jared's That's it, rather, something yeah. like that. Australian guy, I don't know how he's been getting on over here. Um, but the reason why they recruited him is because the VAR microphone that's been in Australia is very much like how the rugby is over here. You hear everything the referee says. Yeah, that, I don't think that's the... every game, but I, I actually think what the... you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that, that sort of sold the deal for the EFL to bring him yeah. across based on his communication, the way he liaises the players and the management, his decision-making, things like that. And for me, there are the, the European referees are far superior to us. And for me, the FA should have been going, do you know what, we need to bring some of those guys in, pay them what they want. Where, you know, and get them doing some stuff with our guys because it's poor, mate. I mean, for, for Lee Mason to be one of our elite referees, because that's what the cut when they're in yeah. the Premier League, they're, yeah. they're elite. You know, they get all the expenses, they're paid a very good wage. Um, yeah, it, it's it, 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 it's it's not acceptable, mate. And as I say, listen, I think by the letter of the law, maybe he might have been right, but then. We talk about the first whistle, second whistle. For me, he said yes to Louis Dunk. Yeah, no, no, the goal should stand. Yeah, he's wrong and, for, and it's for just, the indecision. Yeah, and to be honest with you, mate, like I say, when you when you, I think people will look back on that internet and used to come. And it'll be on one of those comedy sketch shows. Yeah, you know, the sporting comedy what, sketch. What thing. happened next? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, mate. And yeah, really, really sort of. Um, it, again, it's almost like we talk about this every week. VAR standard of refereeing decisions, and every week something gets worse. And we, we've got something else to I talk know, about. And we, we're it's actively trying not to do this because we feel to, like we spend too much time doing it. Absolutely. And it's just really, really difficult when the standard is so poor. And as I say, the, the Referees Association this summer have got some I don't know, decisions to make, some solves. I'm not really sure what they've got to I do. Know, I don't know whether they know. really mix it up and look at who the top performing refs are in the EFL. And, and maybe promote some of those. Is they're that going to be any better? They're, they're, I don't know. They're woeful in the EFL. I know. It was know, awful I, last I season. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. It's, it's crazy. Just, it's it's really, really, really bad. <laughs> I know it's, it's a difficult been, job, but this this is unacceptable for the standard of refereeing to be consistently poor. Now, you do have some excellent referees in the Premier League. You likes of Craig Pawson, I think, is a very good referee. Yes. Mike yeah, Dean, I'm, for all his faults, yes, he's a massive narcissist, but Mike Dean is a very good referee referee whereas lee mason consistently does get big calls wrong and lee mason has been outed several times this season for being in that position um i thought it was i thought it was it's never nice to make it physical but i thought it was hilarious the amount of sweat dripping off him in that two or three minute period blessing that's the thing mate you look i know you look at these refs and and they're not even like that's often don't even look fit and it's just I don't know, mate. Like I said, it, it maybe uh, as I say, I think a lot of it is glorified and exa- exemplified because the fact that you know, as we've touched on before, there's no fans who are on Twitter all the time, who are on, yeah. on social media all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. you know, and things like that. And, and we have literally only got that to sort of go on. But yeah, as I say, mate, it was unacceptable. Um, he, he obviously he's been taken out the limelight this week through in inverted commas injury. Um, 
it will be interesting to see as and when or if he's reinstated um, and in what position because um, there'll be a lot of um, spotlight on, on that to be fair mate but uh, but yeah ultimately mate like I say listen listen it was three points for the Albion it was much needed you rode your luck but you got them and sometimes you need those games to, to, to tilt your axis yeah. a little bit and, and, and it gives you a great platform to work on for sure and I do want to say before Last word, uh, and it's a bit of an oxymoron. Uh, Albion were both very good and very lucky in that game. I don't want that to just go down as luck, and I don't want anyone to kid themselves into thinking we deserved it either. It was a very good performance, and we were very lucky. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And that, which that happens that game? Yeah, which, absolutely. Which, which happens? Which does, happens? Does. Yeah. Um, there was slightly less drama in the Wolves game, but I actually thought it was a good game of football. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. thought bit, bits of quality. Um, and it was looking very, very ominous for Albion at one point. You were yeah. cheering Newcastle goals at one point, JB. Um, I'm going to out you publicly to, for that. I'm not. No, 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 I'm not running, mate. We were getting yeah. the nibbles out of your left right centre. You were bited. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just not surprised, mate. You turned on Nuno yet again. I'm not surprised you jumped shit. That's the fourth time this season you've been Nuno out. Just when because. When? When yeah, you know, let's go back, yeah. Let's go back. You uh... get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so, JB, apart from um, how are the lads? What have you got to add on on the Newcastle Wolves game? No, listen. It was one of those. It was, it was a fairly. I think it was a fairly predictable game. To be honest, yeah, with you, it was actually what we yeah. expected. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, if Absolutely, you sort of predicted yeah. the way the game would have gone and probably the scoreline, you know. You could have guessed the way it would have gone. Listen, first off, we were we were we were we were poor. Um, as I feel like I say that all the bleeding time, to be honest with you. Newcastle were we were before it, the the course was problems. We got in a nil-nil. There wasn't really much to say about the first half, to be honest. Um, it was one of those where things things kind of get a little bit better. And then they got the goal. Um, obviously Ryan Fraser came on and 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 changed things a little bit for Newcastle, got the yeah. assist and LaSalle's got a great cross in. that was, by the way. It was a little yeah, it was a good cross, yeah. but I've watched it a few times. It's really poor defending. LaSalle's has literally got about... Just ghosted four, in, hasn't he? And, he's got, he's got yeah. about four yards on Saïs. And it's unusual for Saïs, to be fair. But he, he's got he's got about four yards yeah. on Saïs there. And he's, he's got in. And again, While we're on Saïs, mate, what a yeah. clearance off the line. What, what a, I've got what to a, mention that. Unbelievable. Absolutely. How he's done that, ridiculous. But he's got in on Saïs. That was, that was really poor from our angle. Uh, and again, it's happened many times. And it, 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 it's, it's been one of those seasons where for the past two seasons, we have based our foundations on being solid at the back, clean sheets, work from that. And, and, it, and our stats from conceding from sort of set pieces or aerial goals this season will be really, really poor. Um, it, and only highlights the need come the summer for us to go out and buy big for top quality centre-half. Yes, we're missing Bolly, of course we are. Yes, Leander Dendonka isn't a centre-back. Um, but we should still be doing better from, from crossing into the box when 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 the centre-half's got yeah. four or five yards on you. But anyway, listen, they got the goal. It was deserved. But that sort of sprung us into life a little bit. Um, again, thank the Lord for Neto and Traore oh, because no. without them, we would have absolutely nothing. Um, and we grew into the game. Traore, I thought, I thought part of his decision-making at times, I thought he really did give us an outlet and seemed to be enjoying himself. I think there was a record. I've read a thing, I think 14... Sort of, it's something like fourteen dribbles, dribbles past players. It's another like highest ever in wow. Europe in a single game, or something like that. I've read today. My word. Um, Neto again, listen, star boy, another assist, absolute quality. Um, really great yeah. scene. If, if he keeps, if he box. keeps that up, I think he might have the sharks swimming in the summer. Neto, hundred performance levels have been exceptional this season. My, my, my opinion is, we tied him down on a five-year deal in, yes. in, in yeah, December. Yeah, yeah. My opinion will be that it might be a similar situation to sort of the Jota, where, like I say, last summer, mate, if you'd have said to me, listen, because obviously you look at uh, Traore's stats last year, they were a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimenez's stats and stuff like that. If you'd have said to me, you're going to keep Jimenez and Traore and Neves, I'd have gone, no way. But we did. Um, Absolutely. I, th- I, th- I, think we'll, we'll, I think we'll get one more season out of next year. Yes, if me, we too. Then don't, me too. If, JB, we don't, yeah. if we don't kick on and get back into Europe next year, yeah. we're massively going to struggle to keep him. But yeah, this was great seeing Neves bomb four get in the box. I'm really pleased to see that. that that's something they've worked on. Um, and then the only sort of... 
again, I messaged you, I didn't know. It was, it was again, it was, for me, it was another sort of very disappointing performance from William Jose. Um, I don't think, didn't think he brought much to the table. Yeah, as so, the last sorry, mate, games. I, I, I wanted to ask, um, I did yeah, see sure. him in your squad list, um, William Jose, but I, I haven't seen him do anything. Is, no, no, is, no. Is he mate. registered? Does he play, mate? Yeah. Well, well, apparently, apparently <laughs> so. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen a few arguments, but oh, well, you down to the stuff he does off the ball. And I thought, no, listen, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a striker. Right, I'm not a professional striker, far from, but I know how to lead a line. Right, yeah. and and for me, he's been really poor these last couple of games. He's, it's almost like. He, I don't like to say he can't be bothered because I will never accuse a professional player of, of, of that. No, but no, I don't think it's that. It, 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 but, but, but like, I just feel like he doesn't demand the ball enough. He doesn't, he doesn't, <sighs> he doesn't commit not... with enough enthusiasm. Yeah, I think me. he's not up to speed, JB. I, yeah. I, I think it's, and it's, it's looked, struggling with the pace of it, to be honest. Listen, and I, listen, and I've been on here and I've been quite vocal in the past and I have sort of acknowledged it last week about the fact that Fabio Silva came and he's been a bit like yeah, a rabbit in the headlights yeah, yeah. and things. But I tell you what, that boy, the last few weeks, has come on for a combined probably 30 minutes and he's done more in those 30 minutes than, than Jose's done in his... Should have scored two, at the death against Newcastle. Should have scored yeah. again. Yeah, it was a good save. Listen, if it, look, a yard either side of the keep. Listen, we can pinpoint Fabio Silva's, you know, we can pinpoint the Leicester miss. We can pinpoint the Spurs miss. We can pinpoint this miss because they're all chances yeah. in the six-yard yeah, box yeah, in the yeah, latter yeah. stages, right? Which, which ultimately in all three of those games gives us three points, which then completely changes our season. You're not However, that, that then, yeah. yeah, massively. But that boy, right? Yeah. He is getting in the goal scoring positions. When he scores, I think they will. He's going to be. A, I have changed my mind on him. I love his enthusiasm. He drops in deep. He links the play. He chases stuff down. When he gets a bit of meat on his bones over the summer, because I'll put him on some kind of gym plan or whatever, and he'll he'll beef up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when the, when a there's no. Netto, when yeah. Neto came, when if you look at the pictures of Neto playing for us last season, you would not believe the difference. Yeah. He's, and now Neto, now he's, he's a bit of a unit. And I think when there's a bit of a planning place for him, he'll be stronger. He holds the ball well as he's for skinny kid anyway. And I'm just, I'm really pleased the fact that he does he, actually. He, yeah. he's, he's doing himself a bit of a bit of a bit of um, yeah. a bit of justice, bit of justice. If you like. Well, just yeah. on the point of him of being being quite strong for his size and holding the ball well, his goal against the Albion. Brilliant exactly, goal. took it so well. He looked like a, a twenty goal a season striker. Absolutely, and, and like I say, potentially if those near, you know, the, the, the one against Spurs, he's lent over. And he, he should have mm-hmm. scored it really. But the save against Schmeichel, the save against Dubrovnik, them Dubravka. two goals. Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> sorry, Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik is that yeah. Holidays on yeah. the mind. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. Croatia. Um, you know, that, if he scores those, he's on five goals for the season. That's yeah, a great yeah. return. You know, great return. And, and I just think he's millimetres away from being a, a real good young, young player. Yeah, and I think yeah. when he does get that goal, um, I think they'll flow a little bit and I hope he just gets a run. Um, but yeah, so, so sorry, I've digressed a little bit. No, but yeah, listen, no don't what, worry, one mate. Of, one, of, one of those games, it was, it was a fairly typical Newcastle Wolves game, I'll be honest with you. I didn't fancy just before it. I know I predicted a Wolves yeah. in the pod last week, but I think yeah, that was but me all, just... I could also tell you didn't fancy them, yeah. No, no, because, you know, obviously we beat Leeds and you've got to sort of back your boys, haven't you? And things like yeah. that. But I didn't really fancy, fancy us, to be honest. Um, but we come away with the point. Another point on the board, you know, how we grew into the game was good. I just think, Kieran, and we've been saying it all season, but and it's interesting now because I don't really listen to talk sport that much. I don't, I don't even listen to much radio, to be honest, but I've seen a few things flying about from pundits when they're analysing Wolves. And they've never really said stuff. They've always usually focused on like how good Neto is or Traore if, he, yeah, if, he, yeah, if, he, yeah. if he's just a pace merchant and when Jimenez was banging him and all that. They're sort of focused on that. But what the pundits now are consistently talking about, because obviously they're watching us more, is the fact that we are absolutely crying out for a Grealish, Pereira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, 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 a ball, a ball carrier. Pick, a ball carrier. Yeah. We are absolutely crying out for one of those mate because listen Moutinho I think, think Pedence I think Pedence is is kind of that option when he's fit yeah absolutely and this and, and this that 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 segues nice into just my final point on, on yeah, before ahead. we go on the, on the preview me and SO were chatting and this, SO sent me a little screenshot of, of a tweet and went out and I saw yes and we were like yes we need to do that this season's a write off now we're not getting relegated we're not getting into Europe it's just basically a mid-table and the higher we finish up the more money that could get off the, the Premier League right yes. For me now, and for SO and this other guy who tweeted the same thing, 
we should now be playing the formation that he wants to play next year. Yeah. Even if even if it's without the players that he wants for next year, we should be focused on it. Whether it's a four three two one, whether it's a a four, a, you know what I mean, a four a four a four three one two, whatever it's going yeah, to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. we should be doing that now. We've got nothing Definitely, to mate. lose this Definitely. season. And and as you mentioned, the Pedence one is, is is a really good point. You know, could he come in in that sort of like number ten role? He's a number yeah. ten in essence, sort of thing. You know, but then who do you drop out of Traore? And, and to be fair, when Pedence was fit. And Jimenez was fit. Traore was was actually coming off the bench more often than not. Yeah, he was, he's yeah. had, he's had, he's had more game time than what he probably thought this season. To be honest, but yeah, for me, I think it's about focusing on where we're going to go now. We've spoke about the transitions; it didn't quite work out. But now we've got that sort of we're in that mid-table safety mark. We're not going down. We're not getting to Europe. Just go for it. We've got nothing to lose. Um, you know, and that's what I'd like to see. I think I think we'll I think we'll be a bit more balanced when Bolly and Pedenza back. And I know Nuno did an interview the other day and he didn't really give much away whether they're gonna be back at some point in the near future. I really hope they are. Um, yeah. because we've got two real tough games this week. Um Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'm really so yeah. looking forward to getting on to, to those games. Yeah, 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 sure, so sure. Just I, I've got a couple of thoughts from from Brad yeah. who listens, who's a Newcastle fan. Um, yeah, which some people might be thinking, what's a Newcastle fan doing listening? But you know, good content, yeah. good content. You know, you could no denying Absolutely. that. Brad's a connoisseur of good content, clearly. Um, and Brad's overall feeling was it was two points lost rather than one gained. Um, yeah, and Wolves were very flat in the first half. Wolves grew into the game as the as the game went on, and that is everything that Wolves are about. Anytime Wolves win, their opponents are probably feeling it's two points lost rather than one gained. They're probably thinking, oh, they were so bad in the first half. But he does make a good point about, and again, same point we were making, Albion and Brighton. Newcastle did miss a few chances in that game. Yeah. They, they, really, they really could have been 2-0 up maybe by, by the time Wolves started to grow into the game, which is, it's been a massive handicap for Wolves this season. It's like they've literally given a head start to the opponent in more games. We've all, and it's and it's some and it's something, Kieran, that, that we've we've always done. I know, mate. It's, I know. it's, it's really, really strange. It and, is and a strange one. I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't know. It, it, it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's. Yeah. I, I'm. I just. I don't. And again, we touched on it early on. Whether it's a mentality thing, I don't know. Whether it's a purposeful thing because sometimes we do seem to come out with that with that defensive mindset where we're going to sit back, get it nil nil, then catch them second half. Mm. But teams are clicking onto that, um, and I don't know. I just hope it's in the change next season, mate. Pressure. To be honest, a, yeah. Well, that's the point. That's the point you're making about getting bed in the new formation. Get, getting into yeah. it, you know. Because if we are going to, I might be wrong, but I do see us as a back four team going forward. Now I feel like the field. I feel no the back Cody, its then. job. For me, if we want to progress, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and, and that's not me saying the grass is greener or we're better than Connor. Listen, Connor Cody's fantastic player. When he's when he's working well in that sweeper role, he's brilliant and he's been fantastic. But for me, I would like to see a back four with the option to go to a back three if need be, and and have Bolly plus another top quality centre half. You've got Samedo on the right, Johnny on the yeah. left. Yeah. And for me, if you've got a back four of Samedo, Johnny, Bolly plus a top quality centre half. With Patricio behind you, by God, you, you've got a oh, good, you've got good. Yeah. Fan, that's a fantastic, yeah, yeah. That, and that for me is the way to go forward because then that then that allows a little bit more creativity going forward. You can play the sitting two and the diamond front three. You how can play the two wide. has got. I know we're going off on a tangent now. How long do you reckon Matinho's got at this level? I'd say, I'd say, I'd say another year. Like I'd say, he's got another year starting sort of like, thirty-eight games. Yeah, and then no, no, no. I was going to say, I think he's got another year, sort of like maybe starting three quarters of them. Interesting. Listen, he's a fantastic player. He's still yeah. got that element of class around him, but you can see. For me, it does feel like his legs are going just a little okay, bit. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. Well, saying you know, about be- you know better than I, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it, it suits him when he's sitting with with maybe with with a Grealish type player in front of them. Yeah. who would carry the ball forward and, and, and sort of alleviate the pressure of being a wave after the wave. I think he gets a bit exposed sometimes because of the fact that we're so reliant on Traore and Neto that the teams come at us sort of through the middle because we, we we always attack out wide 
because obviously our only outlet is the Mount Neto and Traore. Yeah, yeah. And all that for me exposes ne- it, 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 it exposed Neves in a really positive way because for me now, he's an absolute fantastic CDM who, 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 who is looking mustard. Whereas for me, Tino, for me, he's looked a bit leggy at times. It's yes. been a bit too much for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost worth contrasting for me. So I've, I've been on a massive... Um... Sort of well, I'm reading a book now. The, the reason I'm, I'm on it is Zonal Market by Michael Cox. Very good. I've recommended it to you, JB. Yeah, welcome yeah, to yeah. it when I've done. But it, it talks about the evolution of tactics from um, the early 90s onwards. And I have uh, been on a real Johan Cruyff binge um, and a yeah. Dan binge and going through all these instrumental players who've now gone into coaching. And one thing Johan Cruyff said was, You have this, this thing in football where people say, Help him, help him. So people offer for the ball, they go short, they offer for the ball. And Johan yeah. Cruyff says, that doesn't help me. Johan Cruyff says, that sentence for me means get out of my way, stretch the play, give me space. Yes. That is what Traore and Neto do for Neves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure, they, sure. They allow absolutely. him to play and, and, and you can really see it. And Wolves have got this core of really, really promising. Well, Neves isn't even promising anymore. He's just a top quality Premier League midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they're all young. And it is time to maybe phase out your Moutinho's, move on from Connor Cody. That Wolves have to show ambition in the summer. And again, we're, 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 it's very tangential here, but they have yeah. to they have to kick on I now. Agree. They have to use this I agree, transition, mate. and they have to kick on. Um, I because, agree massively. Couldn't because, agree more. You know they've been everyone's favourite hipster team in the last couple of years, and now everyone's gone off them because they're boring. Uh, no offence, but that, that is the no, narrative. Mate, That's what's mate, out there. Absolutely, um, no, they've got to move forward. It's not forward. a narrative. Yeah. it's not a narrative, mate. It's fact. Listen. Yeah. It's really weird because t- a year ago today was the last time that we played bef- with fans in the stadium. Yes, uh, and we played. We played Tottenham. We played Tottenham away. We beat them three two. Yeah, when uh, Jota and Jimenez, Doherty, absolutely tossed. But it was a brilliant away day. Brilliant game. Brilliant thirty points. And that almost spelled the end of the Wolves we came to love because for- it was almost like quite poignant seeing that memory come up today. Because I was like, obviously, that was our last game before lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown one. And yeah. since Project Restart, apart from a few spells here and there, we have been poor. We have not got to grips yeah. with whatever Nuno's tried to... Whether, whether we've just been phased by the no fans, been phased by new tactics, phased by the transition, phased by the whole situation. I don't know, but it has been... 12 months really of really poor football from Wolves and so it's not a narrative we are we're not particularly pleased on the right time listen when Trey has yeah. got the ball at his feet and he's bombing on at his, at his, at, at his full back you are like oh, go on son and when Neto's yeah, got his feet course, he's, doing, yeah. he's doing his dancing feet it's brilliant but generally watching us at the moment mate, it's not particularly great we're effective we do the job but it's not particularly great and it's not a narrative mate at all it is what's out there um, yeah. and, I really, and that, that, that sort of touches back to what I was trying to say before like if we are going to try and evolve to a, a more attacking, controlling team where, you know, and it is going to be fought in the back. I do hope that maybe we start looking at it a little bit. You've got nothing to lose. And like I said, I know we're going to, we'll, we'll obviously have conversations later on in the season, in the close season about what we hope the new season brings and things like that. But for me, a back four of, of, of Samedo, Johnny, Bolly, plus one quality centre-half and Patricio is, is a fantastic base to build from. Hopefully, Absolutely, mate. And one, <laughs> one more thing that Brad added there was that yeah, um, in the with the Wolves game, he said Treor is dangerous, but they didn't really offer that much other than that. And it's all the thing. Everyone who sees Wolves now and again, it says the same things. And it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that danger. Wolves are getting a little bit easy to work out. I mean, they're still picking up points. You you can say it's been bad football for 12 months, but they've not been, well, they've been out with Jimenez. Sorry, they've been without Jimenez, without the main man, and they're still picking up points. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, yeah, no, absolutely. you can't, we have, you can't we argue have got... with the end result. No, no. Listen, listen. If you'd have said to me when we sat here on this pod four weeks ago at the end of January, if you said to me, JB, you're going to go unbeaten throughout February, you're going to win three, draw two. Is it two wins and three draws? Uh, three, three wins, three wins and, and two draws. draws yeah. 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 If you'd have said yeah, to me, yeah. I'd have gone, mate, let's get on that. Do you know what I mean? I would have took your hand off. Yeah. Um, so we are. And the thing is as well, you know, maybe in the next week or a couple of weeks, Pedence comes back. For me, Pedence is an absolutely phenomenal player. I, For me, you know, like 
he's not quite Neto material, but he adds that dimension to the team. You know, he only has to yeah. look at his goal against Chelsea. He only has to I, I look at his goal, um, his goal against Chelsea before Christmas to see how, how good he is and what he brings to the team. Bolly's to come back as well. Um, yeah, I think we're a bit weak off the bench. I, th- I think our recruitment has been shown up a little bit in terms of the weakness to come off the bench. But um, but listen, we've got two big players to come back. We look we look okay. Um, yeah, just like I said, for me, let's try and work on what we, whatever we want to go forward into next season. That's what I would like to see. But um, I'm not yeah. quite sure, to be honest, mate. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, well, no, I think we've been we've rambled in, in our yeah, full yeah. eponymous know, way. Yeah. We have really, really rambled on there. But I think it's, yeah. it's no problem with that. People will enjoy listening to um, really some thoughts from the heart on, on both sides there. Yeah, and, absolutely. And where we're at in absolutely, the context mate. of our season, where we're at in the context of situations at the club. Um, sure. but, but we will move on because we've got four games to preview, which we will try and rattle through. We'll try and keep it brief okay. on those. Um, however, yeah, 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 before sure. we do, JB, before we do, um, I would like to circle back firstly to our trivia question. Yeah. I okay. asked you, name the manager <coughs> who has managed Damien Duff, yeah. UC Askelainen and Roberto Baggio. JB, okay. who is that manager? Well, first of all, I didn't know it when you said it. Okay, yeah. But there's one name that did come into my head after a little bit of thinking. And the logic behind it is I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's right, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I'll explain my logic firstly. Damien Duff played for Fulham. Roberto Baggio played for Inter Milan. And Yusuke Yaskalainen is Finnish. And He's not Finnish. He's I'm... only 28. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. It, it. yes, it worked. Yes. It were getting, and that wasn't pre-planned either. No, there's no manager who's managed those three players. That that was all a bit. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I've I've got I've gone on the logic of Damien Duff at Fulham, Roberto Baggio into Milan, and the fact that UC Ascalini is Finnish, and I know that Roy Hodgson did manage Excellent, in Finland. JB. Very very. He managed into Milan, and he managed Fulham. Yeah, um, it is Roy Hodgson. So, Excellent. Yes, I'm actually really pleased with that one. Yeah, I'm really I, I mean, that one. I, did, list, I didn't know it. No, you've you've worked that out very well. The list of yeah. players that Roy Hodgson has managed Unbelievable. in career. Oh my word! He's, he's managed Ronaldo, as in Ronaldo Nazario. Yeah, yeah. He's managed um, the likes of uh, Litterman when he was a Fulham manager. Paul oh, Ince, what a player! Diego what Simeone, Zanetti. Like, oh, no. I mean, a few of them from his Inter Milan days, but yeah, phenom- yeah. what a Mate, phenomenal manager. Probably coming to the end of his career now, last season. Yeah, I'd yeah, say, yeah. But, and obviously yeah, he yeah. managed at the Albion as well and was very good for us. Yeah. So very yeah, impressed yeah. with that, JB. And it, of course, had a black country link. Uh, as, as I say, I did. I couldn't guarantee the UC Yaskalainen won a pure one on the yeah. fact that I remember he managed the national team. Finland. He managed the national team in Finland. Is that what it was? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I just assumed club Brilliant. or something like that. Fantastic. So, okay. no, very, very good shout. So, um, as we have been doing recently, in the name of rivalry, it's been a very nice pod this week compared to last week, but in the name of rivalry, <laughs> we are proposing a topic every week on which we don't agree. A topic in which we do not share the same opinion, which is hopefully going to happen every week for the end of time but eventually we might come to things we'll start to agree on but anyway one thing this week is a modern manager um conversation which has divided many at this current moment in time people might think it definitely swings one way rather than the other however the conversation between pep guardiola or jose Mourinho is one of the biggest talking points of the 2010s certainly late 2000s well 15 years really from when Jose Mourinho was at Chelsea to when Pep Guardiola took over at City and Mourinho has not been his, his, his best since then these were the two biggest managers in world football now for me Pep Guardiola takes the cake for me Pep Guardiola does have that little bit more um, whereas JB you prefer Mourinho correct yeah Correct, yeah. yeah so, JB, right. w- would you like to have the honour? Would you like to go first or shall I? Yeah, I'm going to struggle with this 60 second thing, you know, this week. It's going to be really Tough, difficult. This is. Would you like 90 yeah, seconds? Really 
We'll go 90 um, seconds this week. I can know, talk but, 90 seconds on Pep. Yeah, do you know, well, do you know what? I'll, I'll just rattle through. If I'll try and keep it to 60. Well, keep, it quick go over 60. keep it quick yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Can I keep it quick fire? Obviously, just stop me in my tracks. But, uh, no worries, mate. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll try and go with it. So, okay. Can't me in. Three, two, one, go. Okay, listen, Jose Mourinho, uh, he was, for me, the, the, the original great. Um, you know, he came to Chelsea after doing the impossible at Porto, winning the UEFA Cup in Champions League with Porto, completely unheard of. Came to Chelsea. Yes, he was financially backed, but aren't most big managers these days. Smashed it with Chelsea. His, his, his way of his managers, his charisma, his leadership, the fact that every player who was played, who was played under him has said he's the best manager he's ever, he's ever, he's ever, they've ever played under. He went to Inter Milan. He won the Champions League and League double with a very basic Inter Milan side after they had been in the abyss for years. Could not believe that. Longer down, one of the greatest Champions League wins of all time. He broke up the Barca dominance when he went to Real Madrid and won La Liga after Barcelona won it for seven or eight years on the trot after Real Madrid had been nowhere. He went to Man United after that, who were really poor, and he won a Europa League and a League Cup with them. And his individual uh, honours doesn't even go there. For me, it's his charisma. And the fact that he did bring that original, fast-flowing, intense, in-your-face football that hadn't been seen before um, and was almost like a sort of a trendsetter in the way that he did things. And that, for me, is Mourinho in one. Fantastic, mate. I let you go over by 10 seconds there, but I think okay, cool. you were in full flow cool. there. And everything you said, yeah. I agree with. Uh, truly, truly a modern great uh, and one of the first football managers who I ever really idolised. I remember yeah, wearing absolutely. a coat when I was about 15 because Mourinho had it. I think I wore it once and realised it didn't really work the same. It doesn't have the same <laughs> effect when you're in year yeah, 10 yeah. as it does when you're the Chelsea manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, sure. Okay, JB, count me in for Guardiola. Okay, mate, bear with one second. Let me get my old Fitbit on. Three, two, one. Away you go. Okay, so with Guardiola, the main thing is his style. He took the total football um, which Johan Cruyff developed, uh, not created but developed, and he made tiki-taka. Spain went on to win two uh, two European Championships and a World Cup off the back of what Pep Guardiola did at club level. That level of influence is ridiculous. Pep Guardiola has nurtured players like um, Lionel Messi, players like Busquets, players like Gerard Piquet. Uh, name anyone from that um, great Barcelona team and he was there. He's won two Champions Leagues with Barcelona. He's won in Germany. He's won in, the, he's won in England. He's set unbelievable records in England. He has torn up the rule book on what is possible in English football. 100 points in a season in the Premier League is a joke. Pep Guardiola knows more about football than anybody working in the Premier League today. And I firmly, firmly believe that. The way he approaches the game, he's thinking in 4D while everyone else is barely in 3D. Not Jurgen Klopp, but you know. And finally, the head-to-head record. Pep Guardiola outwits Jose Mourinho nearly every time. He's got um, only seven losses in 25 games against Mourinho, who is obviously renowned as one of the best. Um, and I, I think I've gone over as well. However, I also saw him talk in a seminar once and it was like watching John Lennon on stage. I was, my I draw dropped, dropped for 90 minutes. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, we could have done 10 minute exposés on that, couldn't we? <laughs> we didn't need a minute this week. One minute forty, I gave you there, mate. Yeah. Thank one you, mate. 40. Nice one, nice one. I'll, I'll uh, be you sure to add you on some next week. You have you me thirty. You have me thirty seconds next week. Yeah, you can have thirty <laughs> seconds next week. That's fine. Um, so we'll put a poll out um, and we'll upload those audio clips so you can have another listen. Just yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Who, um, who's won what? Um, last week, just quick note: um, Lampard actually beat Stephen Gerrard, so we're yeah. one all in the standings. One uh-huh. all in the standings, and hopefully. Um, I'll go 2-1 this week with Guardiola. I think the recency bias might help me, but I yeah, think when you it's, it's a difficult, what Mourinho's won... It depends. Yeah, when you list what he's won, mate, I, I think I might vote for Mourinho. Like, yeah, no, listen, <laughs> listen, it was, it, listen, I think you talk about style of football, obviously Guardiola now, yeah. and obviously Mourinho struggling in, 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 nowadays in terms of some of the style he implements. But originally, when... I mean, I'm talking nearly 2000s, obviously, my yeah. era sort of thing. He introduced this brand of football that had never been seen before. He came to the Premier League and it was ridiculous. Like even Alex Ferguson didn't know what to do. Like it was this free-flowing, in your face, pressing. He'd never been seen before. And he was revolutionary at the time. 
And everywhere that he went, I mean, for him to win the Champions League with Porto, oh, it's a joke, and absolutely Inter. ridiculous. It's equal is impressive. Inter, Inter, yeah. that, 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 in, that Inter Champions League win is barely talked about. He should go down in history. It was ridiculous. He went over to Real Madrid and Barcelona had dominated for the last seven, eight years. He went there and won La Liga. You know, just broke up the dominance. Yeah, uh, Pep, Pep did have the best of him in that period, though. Absolutely, absolutely. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, plenty of managers tried and failed yeah. to break up the Barcelona yeah. dominance, and they couldn't even have a bang. Did it? Done. See you later. Um, went to a really poor Man United side, and obviously, Man United fans hounded Mourinho out, hounded him out. Yeah. But you know what? He won the Europa League, the League Cup, finished yeah, second in the Premier League. Um, you know. And they've won absolutely sweeter face into. Let's be honest, they ain't going to win nothing else anytime soon either. There's you know. 30 seconds, mate. I don't know you 30 seconds oh, right. next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice um, lots and lots and lots of games coming yeah, up yeah. this weekend. Uh, and we've got yep. two midweek games. Um, JB, yeah. talk to me about Wolves City. Um, yeah. It's a fiction you've actually had some success in recently. However, segueing lovely yeah. from Pep's dominance. I cannot yeah, see yeah. anybody getting no. anything at the moment from City. No, listen, I'll try and keep it brief because I'm conscious it's been it's been a long pod. Um, yeah. it, from, from tomorrow night is a free hit. Yeah, Again, me and so were chatting. Me and so were chatting, and what we both would like to see. Always, it's somebody else I was talking to. I would actually like us to see him actually put out a bit of a different side and almost treat it like a bit of a cup game. Um, put Jan Hoover out and Eight Nori. Um, maybe, maybe rest Neves and bring in Otisoe. Maybe rest Neto, bring in the team, tighten up a little bit, just because I feel like the Villa game's bigger um, yeah. at the weekend. And yeah, listen, listen, these are professional footballers. We touched it before. They should be fit enough to play three games in a week. Absolutely, we've got mm-hmm. no Europe. We're out of all the cups, um, so we should be able to. But if Renu knows of, of the opinion that, that, that they're not, I'd like to be treated as a bit of a cup game. Yeah. Um, for me, that's the way that I would go anyway. With well, this. to listen, be honest, when, it'll be an indication of whether Nuno is writing the season off or not. Yeah, absolutely. If he does that, you can safely say he's written the season off. Def, definitely. So we'll, we'll we'll see which way he goes. Um, for me, the Villa game is obviously much bigger. Just in yeah. terms. Well, of talk, talk to me about cl- that, JB. So obviously, we'll just quick prediction on um, Wolves and City. Uh, for, I'm going to go. For, I'm going to go for three nil City. I'm going to go two nil City. Um, yeah. So Wolves Villa, massive yeah. controversy earlier in the season. Um, yeah. always seems to be controversy when you two play. Heated, obviously, it's yeah. become a little bit of a modern rivalry. We had Kirko on last mm, time. Yeah. It's a big one. Um, mainly due to the fact you're playing at the same level rather than... Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Historical. Are Wolves going to get anything away at Villa Park? It, wor- it worries me again, I've got to be honest with okay. you. I want to be their pos, but it does worry me a little bit. I think Villa have done really well this season. They've got a great result at Leeds. They had a bit of... They, they struggled a little bit a uh, couple of games before, but they've, they've, they've turned it on its head. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping Jack Grealish is is is, is still unfit for the yes, game. To be honest, I, know. I don't know. Well, I don't know, I don't know if he is or not. We'll see who transfers uh, him back in in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, unbelievable that is. But yeah, it, listen, with or without Jack Grealish, there's still a good side, and we have got to be much better than what we have been to get something out of the game. Villa will really fancy it. You know, listen, they've got a great result against Leeds. They've got a couple of games in hand over most teams. They win those game in hands. They're, they're fighting for the Champions League places. Who would have said that at the beginning of the season? Oh, just no. shows how mental the season's gone. They've done really well. All, all credit to Absolutely. Dean Smith and his, and his recruitment. Um, so yeah. for me, it's a really, really tough game. Um, and it does worry me a little bit because I think I think at the moment, Villa will be our strong favourites for the game. Um, but I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit and I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go one all and, and, and hope that we kind of nick a goal and we're able to keep it tight I can't see us keeping the clean sheet yeah. um, but I, I, I will take a point now no, no, no qualms so um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go one all interesting so just this is the thing that concerns me um, here are Villa's 12 Premier League wins 1-0 yeah. 3-0 7-2 1-0 3-0 1-0 3-0 2-0 1-0 1-0 1-0 1-0 what's the common wow, theme yeah, 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 I know, and and I know, and, and they stop team teams. scoring. They do, they do. Listen, listen, listen. That Dean Smith has done a great job. He's wrecked. Yeah. He's it's the state of others. The stayed up by the VIR. Everybody knows. Yeah. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and Dean Smith has obviously gone. Do you know what, boy? By God, we were lucky. I need to sort this out. And they've got rid of the the non football people in the club. They've brought in proper football people in the director of football role. They've recruited really well. They've shipped a bit of dead wood. Players have stepped up. Um, What's his face? He's a player. I like him. Consa. 
yeah, you yeah, know, and stuff like that. And they've, they've invested well. They're playing well. Ollie Watkins has been been fantastic for them. Greenish has stepped up. Yeah, listen, I'm eulogising about Villa here, which, which I never thought I'd do, but fair play to them. You know, they've done really well and they now pose a serious threat. They are a solid top half team who, who, will, who should have similar aspirations to where Wolves we'll, we'll yeah, were last season. Yeah, difficult, difficult game. That's a great stat. That makes my one-all prediction seem really sort of out there, to be honest. But I don't like predicting oh, They've conceded goals. They've conceded plenty yeah, of goals. Yeah, yeah. Just in the games I, they've won. They, but we don't look particularly now. threatening either, mate, to be honest with you. Yeah. We don't. We don't. Yeah, OK, we attack down the wings. We, we whip a few balls in. But we don't look that creative, mate. And, and Villa have kept clean sheets against more potent teams than us. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go one all just on the fact that I would take a point now sort of thing. Anything more will be a massive, massive bonus. So, I'll yeah. hand over to you, buddy. Yeah, well, for, for me, I, just a quick prediction on that. I, I think nil-nil. Okay. I think it'll be nil-nil. Okay. I, I actually yeah. think Wolves um, Wolves might stop Villa scoring. Villa haven't been that good going forward in recent weeks. But as we've touched on, they're so good defensively. And Wolves haven't been that yeah, good yeah. going forward. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise good, me. Good chat. Um, yeah, good chat. On to Albion. So Albion play Thursday. First, we need to talk about this. Allardyce is livid that we are playing Thursday. He's fuming that that game has been brought forward to Thursday because the Newcastle game at the weekend is our biggest game left, really. It is do or die for us. This Everton game being sandwiched in between a massive effort against Brighton and then a huge effort to come, presumably, against Newcastle is going to kill those players. But like you said, they should be able to play um, three games in a week or whatever. Um, the interesting thing is though, Everton also they Everton play tonight, and this is Monday. We're recording yeah. Everton play tonight. Oh, yeah. Everton play again the following Monday. We are in the bottom three. It wouldn't surprise me if you see a little bit of rotation from Everton, and they have rotated yeah. this season. Um, they've still got quality all over the pitch. Everton. They've. I'm not saying that they'll they'll put a weak side out, but you might see a couple of the. You know, the Dominic Calvert-Lewins, who's trying to bring himself... Yeah, out. yeah, sure. James Rodriguez, who has been out at times. Luca Dean has missed a lot of football. Richarlison's played a lot of football. He might sit one out. You never know. Um, and he, that gives me hope. The fact that we've had more time to recover and they're missing out um, on a couple of days. They might rest some players. I think... I think we might get a point. I can't see us winning. I mean, you've said you think it's a winnable game. For me, it's not. I, I, me, listen, I think it, I think it's winnable. I, I don't yeah. think you're going to win, but I think yes. it's winnable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of those. I think it's winnable. Okay, I, yeah. I personally think it's. it's I, I, I'm going to go two all. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go one all. I think. I think I, yeah, yeah, I think that'll be goals in it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd take one all now. Yeah. Because at the weekend. That yeah. really does count tenfold. So yeah, yeah. we are playing an unequivocal six-pointer. I consulted Brad again, very knowledgeable Newcastle fan, uh, chooses his podcasts very well, and I asked him how <sighs> he felt about. <laughs> I asked him how he felt about the match, um, and he basically said that with the injuries to Sam Maximan and to Almiron, you don't know what Newcastle is going to turn up. It's not the same yeah. Newcastle that played Wolves. The front three might look like Joel Linton. Ryan Fraser and Jacob Murphy. Now Jacob Murphy did um, did whip in an amazing cross earlier in the season against Albion, and Joel Linton looked very very dangerous. However, that's yeah. not their best front three. Callum Wilson's not going to be playing. Um, Sam Maximan and Almiron are all out. This will be a game where Sam Big Sam will be looking at it, and Brad's made this point as well. And this is one of the clean sheets that he'll be ticking off his calendar. He'll be yeah, saying, yeah, that is a game we can keep a clean sheet in. Let's sure. Do it. So I think we'll be very solid. It'll be very similar to the Burnley and the Brighton games where we're solid to start. A bit like Wolves do. Um, start solid. Uh, however, we, yeah, we yeah, go sure. with the solid start in a different way. We try and get a goal and then sit back. Um, but don't make any mistakes early will be the message in this game. Because what did we yeah. do in the first game against Newcastle? We conceded after 20 seconds. Yeah, it was in six, six, it was a yeah absolutely. It was, it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah. Sorry, mate, go on. No, I was going to say, listen, it, it's poised to be a really good game. Again, it could be one yeah. of them where you sort of you, you go all out to each other, nothing to lose. You both need a point. It could be a crack. It could be where you both go in and go, hang on a second, you know, defence-minded first, you know, let, 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 let's let's suss each other out. Um, I didn't realise Sam Maximum and Almiron were both out, to be honest. Well, I didn't, didn't realise that. Possibly. Um, they're probably going to be out. Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably going to be. 
But either way, listen, I know but Jollington's forty-five million pounds worth of striker, you know, he, you know, he's still a player. <laughs> he's, he's not, not he's not <laughs> forty five million, but he's not, but he but he yeah, is, yes, but he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they've still they've still got options kind of thing. For me, I think it'd be a really interesting game. I'm really actually looking forward to watching it to be fair. Yeah. Um and I'm going to say, I can't believe I've just predicted, I've predicted three draws for the weekend, but yeah, I'm going to go one all. I'm going to go one all. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, I think you'll both want it. Yeah. But I just think, I think you'll just cancel each other out. Not cancel each other out in terms of a clean sheet, but kind of just cancel each other out each time sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go yeah. one all. Yeah. So I, just before I make my prediction, I asked Brad, will you stay yeah. up? I said, do you think you'll stay up? And he said he's seen enough from Fulham to think that somebody who's not in the bottom three currently will be going down. And that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and he says this game is the the be-all and end-all for their season. If they win this, wow. they'll stay up. If they yeah. don't, then they're in massive trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's always interesting to get the view of the opposition, but it's no, interesting it's a, it's to see how big a game, game this is. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, a massive, massive like... game for them. And it's tiny, yeah, yeah, tiny sure. side plot. They've looked a lot better defensively since Graham Jones came in. Um, obviously, former ex-Albion assistant manager, who famously was the reason we weren't defensively solid in the season. Darren Moore was yeah. in charge. <laughs> and one last tiny segue, Darren Moore, congratulations yes, uh, as yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday manager. I he's absolutely love Mar- that. He's managing my pal, Chai Dunkley. Good pal of mine, Chai. <laughs> so um, I'm really pleased. because Yeah, yeah, really pleased with that. Fantastic. That was a little bit whistle-stop at the end there, guys, but I hope yeah. that... Um, in fact, I have Sorry, kids. Score, what, 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 so what was your prediction, yeah. mate? My prediction is a two-one Albion win. I, I can I can see the logic in that, mate. Absolutely, yeah. it's pretty much everything you've said as well, mate. It will be yeah. a close game, but I yeah, think yeah. I, with optimism, big game. Big Sam's yeah, got yeah. three unbeaten. Why not? I'm going to go two-one yeah, Albion yeah. win. Um, sure. Now, just before we sign off, I have got one little, one little tiny thing to play, JB, and I don't know if you can. Can, can you hear that, JB? I can. It's a bit early doors for that. To be fair. <laughs> early doors. Maybe, maybe, maybe in May. Maybe in May we think we can get it blasting. <laughs> who knows? Oh, who knows? Who knows? JB, who it's knows? been a pleasure. Thank you for listening, yes, guys. Yeah, cheers, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.